welcome to Gatsby Fridays, a show about getting the best out of a creative life from two creative directors working around the world and based in New York City. I'm your host, Alex Camilio. And I'm Sarah Semi. Today, we talk about wellness. We discuss the quest for balance and calm, how to treat yourself better, and how to live with more ease. And at the end of each episode, we make a signature cocktail and toast cheers to you. So hang with us as we keep it together. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And And this this is Gatsby Fridays. Okay, Sarah, before we get into our conversation, let's do a check-in. This one is a big one. Because maybe something happened this weekend. (laughs) How are you and what are you wearing? Well, (laughs) maybe I should have started with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I'm much better than I'm than than I was this morning, but um, and Friday, and Friday. Well, last week when we were recording this the, this part of the episode, we got really into the the waiting on the election results, and they arrived on Saturday, the day after our our episode dropped, and there was a huge sense of relief, and well, lots, what happened? Lots of tears. <laughs> <laughs> I like I kept crying every time I see Kamala in a little clip of like you know I may not be the first woman I'm like ah, I can't stop it it's like oh, yeah, the tears it's, come down it was amazing and um, I mean celebrated and everything but then on Monday back to back to normal like I like there was this mm, this, this business this, as usual this, this this weight has lifted maybe but I I mean you know my daily struggles are still the same. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from that perspective, I feel much better. Um, obviously, compared to last week, because there, there was like a doomsday coming, because it was so cold, like close call, and I think the problem is that it was such a close call. It yes, was such a there's close a election. Yes, there's such a like there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. But that closeness, the fact that it wasn't a dunk, like it was, it's still so close that. 70 million people are still voting for that <laughs> is mind-boggling and it's also really scary yes um so that's the part that is like yes thank god but it's not over yet there's it will this be is, now this is, there's truly a light at the end of the tunnel i mean there is a tr- at the end of the tunnel there's hope for humanity yes. and hope for nature and the globe thank god Good. those are Good like grief. huge reliefs i really feel as an immigrant in this country as and as a woman who that there is a woman with mixed ethnicity in a position of power arguably the biggest position (laughs) also like i actually have been following her even before she was a candidate like there's there's I admire, I don't even live in California and I was following this woman, right? Like, she's incredible. Her presence, like, expects me to do better. And there's, like, there's a responsibility that I see her doing it. And I'm like, well, there is no excuse. Mm -hmm. I got to do better kind of thing. And that's kind of an inspiration that just comes out of people. They either have it or not. Um, The same way Obama had it or not. Same way JFK had it or not. Like, those types of, like, levels of inspiration that people can have the effect that they can have on on people population is incredible so she definitely has that so those are all great things but i in general like i guess maybe that relief i expected to be more relaxed this week and i'm even more stressed out which when we picked this topic i was worried we were going to have to talk about 
not such good news. Oh wow, we didn't know. <laughs> but how to manage? How to manage what happened? <laughs> what you know? We were also prepared for that as yeah, well. Yeah. So like, so this is different. But my, my surprise is that I like I got the relief on Saturday and then Sunday, but then on Monday we went back to normal and my the things on my plate haven't gotten any less. My like you know daily struggles against like things getting done hasn't changed. And I'm, I've been in this routine of like trying to catch up for two days at a time. If I make it through two days and then I'm good. And then I get through those two days and I'm like, oh my God, I need two more days. And then I, that break never seems to come. So I think that's why this episode is like very appropriate. I wasn't, I was completely frazzled this morning. It took a little like, you know, doing our brainstorming to calm down. So I'm doing better now. Um, and in the spirit of, uh, the theme of our episode, I wore my most self-care outfit, which is um, yoga pants, but upgraded. Yes. <laughs> so they 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 have a leather treatment and yes. like like nice stitching and stuff. So they look like fancy. They, they, I mean, they don't look like they're fancy yoga pants. They look like leather jeans. They're, they 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 have that like fake leather look. So it's not like I'm just like rolling out of my like you know home pants or workout pants. They do look better but then it's also literally like no waistband stretch pants <laughs> that is like i spending a whole day in these you can't like after this you can't go back to denim i like i also don't fit into denim thank you quarantine so i mean that like you know casual sneakers but i think the the biggest choice was to was to put my le- fake leather and what about your sweater pants. is this chenille yeah this is you want to know why <laughs> because I couldn't find the thing that I want to wear in my closet because I don't know where the thing that I really wanted to wear is. And this one was easy access and it was there and it's it's not fully wool, so it's warm enough, but it doesn't like heat up the same way. So I'm just like, okay, I don't have a choice. It's Self-care. Perfect. You go with what you got. You deal with what you got. This is what this episode is about. And you're doing it. How are you feeling and what are you wearing? I'm feeling good. And tell me about your weekend, how the news arrived. Oh my God. Okay, so we are like post-election... Um, this is not like a post-election episode. It's just kind of a post-election kind of check-in. Funny enough, I here's the thing with the news and how people discovered the news. It wasn't like it was the definitive time that was I'm already preset. And she said news news channels are announcing it, and I was like, I'm looking at New York Times right now. Until it says New York Times, I'm not believing it. And New York Times took their couple of minutes, and I was like, okay, I'm on board. I I was I was at my my kid's soccer game and. Ooh, I, I must have, how did that crowd react? <laughs> so I must have been looking away, and I, all of a sudden I, I started hearing people cheering. So I thought someone scored a goal. But huh. then way on the other side of the field, other people started cheering. And I was like, wait. That can't be about my kid. can't be about this game. And then the people in the building <laughs> on the other side of the street started cheering. And I was like... Oh, I know they're not watching this game. <laughs> and then people just started just screaming. And then it just went it, pure pandemonium. Everybody in the field, on the street, people honking in cars, people in buildings screaming, Biden won the election, Biden won the election. And I was just like, oh, wow. Wow. Also, you know, since it's been, since, since quarantine time, you know, I know that we've, not been able to be as affectionate with each other as we as I am I'm just going to speak to me as I normally am same I'm not hugging I'm not kissing anybody I'm not shaking anyone's hands it's 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 
this new awkwardness. But I gotta tell you, Saturday I was like, I'm just I'm just gonna hug people. I I know this is wrong. As <laughs> <laughs> strange as that sounds. Well, I didn't, I don't know, like, we, we did good. Like, I, I went over to my friend's apartment. There was, like, they were on the rooftop. When we were on the rooftop, like, no masks because it was open doors. But when we, when it got cold and we got inside, we were still wearing masks. We were cheering Kamala or with our espresso martini shots, but still got the masks on. You have I'm, to indoors, yes. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So. But it's just know. a weird feeling to know that this is our, you know, not only is it the new norm, it goes against... I don't know. It just goes against who I am and who I've been for a long time. No, I miss, I miss, I miss the hugs. Yeah. So I, I just, I just hugged friends and I was like, this is not worth getting COVID, but. <laughs> we're wearing I, masks. We're outside. We're wearing masks and we're outside and we're all fully clothed. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. So I hugged people on, <gasps> on Saturday. You hugged people. I hugged people. Can't believe this is getting out, but that's the <laughs> truth. Um, I was excited. It's amazing. You know, I wish I, I got to listen to the speeches live uh, over at a friend's house, and it was so sweet because it was late at night, and we we're at a friend's house, and my kids were sleeping in the car, and my son comes into the house and says, "Mom, I think you need to watch Kamala's speech." So I will stay in the car with my sister so you can do that. Wow. Wow. He did that on his own? He did that on his own. You didn't have to say anything? I didn't. I mean, oh, I had to tell him to close the door because he kept the door Oh, open. he grew up. But yes, yeah, so I was like, yes, Kamala has that effect on children. <laughs> oh my God. See, I can cry again right now. <laughs> so it was wonderful. It was, I mean, I, I am still elated. I mean, I. Arguably, I'm still celebrating today. Yes. You know? Yes, you definitely are. You should yes. have had some bubbly. Yes. Mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and I've been with the bubbly all of the, the, since Saturday. So the I'm whole not gonna... purpose of making our special cocktail for wellness did not end so well, well, well it, end, it, it, it ended well for me. It well, ended well for can't me. Can't complain here either. No. Um, also, another another big thing is I am wearing my Black Sabbath T-shirt. To commemorate the 50th year anniversary of their album Paranoid. Oh wow! So that happened this year. Uh, that's exciting. I love Black Sabbath. I've only, I've only been a fan though. I, I wasn't an early adopter of Black I Sabbath. I don't know enough to. Oh, Paranoid, uh, Iron Man. I mean, it keeps on, it keeps on going. But anyway, so I'm wearing a Black I mean, Sabbath. I mean, of course, I know who they are, and if I hear songs, I'll recognize. But I don't know well enough to just know one from the other oh you, you we're gonna we're gonna put on some black sabbath at okay. the end of this episode no <laughs> <laughs> um it, blue jeans and i'm wearing yet again another pair of jordans i think these are jordan uh these are the jordans from space jam oh no i forgot the number maybe 13 <laughs> so i'm doing good i'm doing good yeah sarah Finding balance. It's been a harrowing few weeks, months, years, you name it. First of all, 2020. <laughs> oh boy. Adding to all that, level of work stress, family stress, etc. All these factors sometimes are beyond our control. How do you find balance? 
well, clearly, as I stated earlier, I'm struggling with that. <laughs> but I mean, I have some, I have, I have a few things in place that I, I try to go back to. Um, one thing is, uh, if anything, the, the quarantine has reminded me the importance of physical activity. Um, so when we hit the quarantine, I had just come out of surgery, so I was already out of shape. I wasn't allowed to go to the gym for a month. And then when this hit, we were like, you know, we were just kind of like this in like strange gap of time where we, it felt like we could escape all of the things that we should be doing, mm -hmm. which included activities for me. Like, also like it takes a lot of like getting used to working out in your tiny shoebox apartment. It's 12 sites between my bed and my couch and my tiny apartment. So now it's very important to me that, I mean, it's always been important to go to the gym, but now that I can't do that, it's a different mentality. Is your well, gym still closed? Gym is open, but I don't, I don't go out. I don't go to work out. I go to classes and classes uh -huh, are not classes available. Are okay. um, and without the classes, I don't really go. Um, so for me, like it used to be, listen, if you go down to the gym by 12 and get to that class, I got it out of the way today. But since there's no class, all I have to do is hit play on a website and I keep putting it off. I'll do it 30 minutes later. And then all of a sudden it's like 3 p.m. And I'm like, I well, <laughs> still more hours ahead of me that I can do this. Because before, if I didn't do by 12, it was done. Mm. And then I would have this guilt for, well, today is a wasted day that I didn't get the workout because I was being lazy. So now it's a little different. It's been harder to actually, first of all, get motivated to do that by yourself in your apartment. But eventually, I mean, it's been months. So I rearranged furniture. I like even today I I'm running behind on everything and I was like well I can't do a 45 minute class but I can do a 28 minute class so I did a 28 minute yoga and that's really important to me it, it's not this like you don't get this like immediate impact of oh my god I feel so much better some people do I, I never do I, I hate moving <laughs> like I hate the workout so for me it's always been something that I have to try extra hard to convince myself to do but I know the cumulative effects when I don't do it. So that's something that's really important. And when you get busy, the first thing that goes out the, out the window is the workout. I'm so ready not to do it because it's another thing to do. But it is very important to do that. I think like in September, I had so many client projects all of a sudden and they, of course, they all appear at the same month and then they all disappeared next month. So I didn't do anything in September and I, I that, just basically just deleted all of the efforts that I'd spent over the summer to start moving again in my apartment, that one month of not moving and only sitting at my desk at my computer. I mean, I got the projects done, but then I didn't, I didn't feel good at the end physically. Mm -hmm. You can always recover, but the older you get, the harder it is. Absolutely. The longer you don't move, the harder it is to come back. So that's something, I think the most important thing for me these days is to really prioritize not skipping the movement. We don't go out and work out, like walk around the same way. That that 30 minutes is really crucial. Do you give yourself a creative break? Well, that's what I've been trying to do. Before, when I had to run to the gym, it wasn't on my schedule. So I had to plan my entire day around that. Now, I actually want to get a little bit of work done. So when I do, when I take a break, it's actually a mental clarity. So I can switch between projects without wasting time. So like this. That switching gears between two different projects, it takes time to get started on the next one if Absolutely. you're doing it before, like without getting ever up. So I try to at least get some some small thing done for one and then do the other. In terms of a bigger scope of like, even with clients when they need, when they have like shorter turnaround times for me, 
if it's if it's something that I've been doing for them, if it's just small edits, that's fine. But if it's a brand new, let's say we're refreshing their homepage and they give me two days and I'm like, listen, give me five because it's not about the time it's going to take. It's more about the fact that I need to do a little bit, not do anything on it for a day, come back two days later. And I also, we've talked about this before in our process, is that I work, like my creative process starts when I'm not working on it. Me sitting down is because I don't have any more time to put off, but in the background, it's always on my mind, like working. So the creative break, I think stopping that with an exercise is actually helping. Mm. Um, I also do that with cooking sometimes, but I feel more guilty about that one. <laughs> cooking is a great creative break. Cooking is my therapy yeah. when I'm in the kitchen, but also like when I mean like not just like making quick lunch. When I have cooking marathons, like I pick four recipes and I cook all of them all at the same time. So it's about like four and a half, five hours in the kitchen where I forget about anything else and all I can think about is to balance four different recipes is just what I'm working on. So like no background thinking on the creative project, mm. no background thinking on like, okay, once I move out of this apartment, like none of that. Like I really have to focus on it. That's why I do multiple recipes at a time because then it leaves no room for wandering off. My mind loves wandering off. I think that well, you're cooking... For me is, you know, I started doing all the braiding earlier during the quarantine and that's something that ha has helped in in just just moving away from the computer, you know, like what we talked about earlier um, and and just resting my eyes on something else. And and that has seemed to be a good break, especially the eye strain. Mm. I it's just, you know, because we spend pretty much all of our lives just looking at these screens and just moving away from that helps. Which is funny because I don't think people, like people play video games and I'm amazed that people do that. People do that because I don't find solace in that. Which no, is interesting. I, yeah, I feel like that's oh, like surprised. another sense overload. It's another sense busyness and loud and they move fast and they're pixelated, like, you know. <laughs> You're loud. Like, You're loud. <laughs> like, I'm like, does this make me sound old? But, um, I mean, that's part of it. But you, you talk, are you talking about just like, I thought you were asking me about like how your creative process needs a break versus you're talking about shutting everything down. There is the creative process that needs a break. Um, but I thought you, that's what you were asking. But you're me. but you're saying it, it always plays in the background, which is which is true on my in my instance. You you're never not thinking. So as creatives, we find it hard sometimes to shut off thought. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's where the cooking comes in because it's got nothing to do with design other than once you're ready to plate it. There's like none. It's there's no client deliverables and and I, like I, I cook for myself or mostly most one more person. So it's not like I'm like disappointing a, f a bunch of people. It's not like uh, every now and then my mom goes, maybe you should do this professionally. You love this so much. And I was like, absolutely not because it will take all the joy out of it because all of a sudden I'm going to have to deliver. 
I'm going to have to like make sure that certain things are within boundaries. Like if I mess a recipe up, I couldn't care less. It's my food. I made it. I'll eat it if it's edible. You know what I mean? Like there's things I don't like, there's already enough stress in my life or other things. And this is my escape. So I want to keep it as my escape and like keep the joy in it. Cause if it becomes work, then it becomes work. Then yes. it be, then it becomes then it has minimum requirements that it needs to fulfill and all stuff. Like no, the reason I like cooking is because no one expects anything out of me, and I cook it however I like, whatever I please. I mean, it's great to have those types of creative outlets. I mean, I, I used to. I wish I could get back to drawing. Yeah, a I miss bit those more. types of things. And I feel like drawing was was that true outlet that nobody else judged. No one else needed to chime in. And yeah. just the process of just moving my arm across a page and moving my That's hand across a page. That's what I like about the painting, and I miss it. Beautiful. It was just therapeutic in and of itself. And Don't very you miss that, though? I do. You and know, all it's it making takes me think about it. I should do that. And it all, for you, it all it takes is a pencil and some paper. Drawing, pen and pencil. You already have them right now in front of you. So that you can bring back. I was never good at drawing. I, I like the flow of the paint, also like I like texture and all that stuff. But um, I like that's I haven't been able to get back to the painting since since I since we started this project. <laughs> um, so I do have that guilt. Right now, I can't peacefully paint because I have too much to do and setting time aside for that. I was I'm like I wouldn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I really don't know where to begin because it takes like a level of like it's it's a form of escape. At least when I cook, I eat it. I need to eat to, to stay alive. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just at least, you know, there's that level of like, well, it does have some purpose other than pure Zen. Not that, you know. Life sustaining. Can, can, can you tell that I actually need the pure Zen? <laughs> yes. There's that saying that if you can't find 10 minutes to meditate a day, you probably need an hour. Oh, wow. It's like a mind twist that kind is, of statement that is a good one i know and i i yeah probably do <laughs> sarah what works what routines have you developed to decompress the routines are i wake up and make my coffee mm -hmm. i sit on the couch and i read a little bit of news and i don't mean it like you know news like serious news i get that daily new york times email and i scroll through that and then, like, you know, just going through my emails, sometimes stupid, like, shopping, sales emails, whatever it is. Call my mom. Those are, like, my morning routines. It's been for a while because I don't, I haven't been going into the office to work for someone else for quite some time now. So my mornings have been mine for a long time. Routines so, like, the morning them. routines are, like, I, I do find that calming so that, like, you know, I'm not rushed in the mornings. Um, so then I appreciate, but then sometimes that gets out of hand and I'm just like, Oh, let me just read this and that. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, it's 11. <laughs> but I, I still like appreciate that. I can start the day with a cup of coffee, a few things to read and a conversation with my mom has been all, like my routine. Mm. Um, there's a lot of coverage about famous people's and like CEOs morning routines. And then there's like the ones that are like, I wake up at 5:45 and I'm like, Oh my God, no, I stay up late. So that's never, mine is always going to be the reverse. I'm going to be the, I stayed up till three and then I didn't wake up early kind of person. But um, like I said, bring like really, really making sure at least, even if you don't go around, walk around as much, but like 40 minutes in your, in your house to move the body, focus on moving the body. Just walking around isn't enough. Like 
walking around was never enough of an exercise. I had to go to the gym, to the classes to get that done. So like that level of focus exercise to move the body, um, that has been, I've been doing better. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Those are, those are my things. I, and then, and sometimes I hide literally from people, <laughs> which is kind of funny that we're in quarantine and then I'm talking about hiding from people. But like, I just read this article about someone else saying like, you know, when the quarantine happened, people were all freaking out about not like not being in touch with each other. And I was just like, finally, I can just be and not feel guilty about it. I had a little bit of that belief. Like I, I didn't have to all of a sudden. So I'm one of those people that need to be out to feel energized Me and too. interact with people but at the same time i also need to come home and recharge i'm not a complete introvert where it just plain drains me out i also get energized by being interacting with others but i always need and those are like three solid days of like don't in like when i say don't interact with people i get on the phone i talk to people we're like just doing things with other people i don't have time all that like to do a lot of things I'm well, happy to get on the phone. I know. Yeah. I'm happy to get on the phone with you and chat for hours. You just need to unplug. But when I'm on the phone, I can do other things in the apartment. Yes. Like, you know, like just taking care of things kind of thing. So for me, the first day that I stay home, I just like, I'm a vegetable. Don't leave the couch. Probably things I've seen a hundred times. Friends. I don't know. Gilmore Girls. Like, just embarrassing. Like, old, old like Good 90s. popcorn TV. Not, like, terrible TV shows. So I, I don't think they're terrible. Terrible for, for some. <laughs> I love them. But so like watch things that like, it's not like if I, if I fall asleep a little bit throughout, then I'm missing out on anything because yeah. I've seen it three times already. Um, and then second day I start like cleaning around the house and like, you know, getting things done. And then that afternoon I start working and then I actually like feel centered. So on the third day that I'm like, okay, my kitchen's in place. I've done my grocery shopping. Everything's in place. Do you want to come over for dinner? But I need that two and a half days before on the third end of the third day to be like, okay, I'm ready for people again. Now, in during a month, do you schedule that? Oh, no, that can't be scheduled. You hope for it. Okay. You secretly hope so, to be able to squeeze so that in. So these three days don't always Oh, no, they're rare. They're you. very rare. They're very rare, ah. but I seek them out. Like, I, I hope for them. So that's what I mean by the quarantine happened. All of a sudden, this was like this endless amount of time where I'm like, no one expects anything out of me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got out of that like in two weeks. I was going out of my mind. But like the immediate reaction of like three days in, it's like I'm a new person. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to be social for seven days. It's like, well, maybe you should start trying to figure out how to schedule at least two of those in a month. Well, like, see, then that becomes a whole thing. Well, I didn't How to schedule my Oh, I see. Yes. Like for a long time, because I get to define my schedule and I work a lot of my time and like I compensate like clients deadlines and juggling a lot of projects by working around the clock that I would just be like Fridays, I don't do anything. If you schedule it, then it's going to be this like disappointment if we can't make it happen. Yes. And that's another thing to deal with. This is like, oh, I got away with it. I got to do it twice this month. Oh, I got to do it once this month, right? Like there's this like, oh my god, it's mine. And there's no, I guess, I guess there's no pressure to 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 expect it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, okay. if, if you get away with it, then it's like, oh my god, I got these two Actually, and a half probably days. Probably even sweeter. I got these two and a half days, and I got everything. I'm ready. Wow, that's I I I don't know what that's like actually. Well, yes, you do. Every once in a while, I do get. I mean, well. What well, did you do yesterday, Alex? I I 
I did very well yesterday. Tell me about that. <laughs> but what I wanted to say was I, I actually took a page from your book and part of my routine is cooking breakfast. Mm. And, you know, of course, the global pandemic and people working remotely... Uh, my luxury now is that I don't actually have to be in the office every single day and I don't have to be in the office at a, at a given time. So every morning could be pancake morning. Every morning could be waffles, you know, every morning could be, and I enjoy making a nice big breakfast. Huh, that's so nice. And it's, it's, it's so lovely. And then when I get, get to the office, so here's the thing. So the coffee. But you do just for yourself or for the whole family? For the whole family. For the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. So because your kids, I mean, your kids eat pancake every day? No. <laughs> Not every day. They would love to. Of course they would. They would like, love what a to life. Eat pancakes every day. Daddy, you going to make pancakes? Um, <laughs> no, but not every day. But making a big, also a big breakfast also could entail just toast and avocado. So it's not like. I'm just teasing. I just have like the dream for every child. Oh, like, of course. Waffles every what? morning. They would love it. I want bacon every morning. Oh my God, yes. Isn't that the dream? Yeah, I, would, I would die. In but like I like month. this morning routine. I, I like making a big breakfast. Um, and then when I get to work, what's great, once again, what's great is that work is at 30% capacity. So there's not a lot of people in the office. And so there is there are a couple of espresso machines. Most of them are shut down because no one could be making multiple cups of coffee and touching the same equipment. But there is one espresso machine in the back that no one uses. And I make my espresso with that. Mm. And it's so it's it's so refreshing to do something like that and just know that I have my personal cup of espresso <laughs> in the morning and then I sit and I procrastinate and look at news as well. Yeah. And not serious news, just mainly design news. Um, and just seeing what's going on in, in the world of design and fashion. And I get into my day and it's it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty There's good. There's something about being able to not be rushed the first thing in the morning. Oh my God. That I appreciate so much. I, I worry sometimes. I mean, this whole like doing your own business thing has its own challenges. Clearly, there's all the grass is always greener. Mm. I mean, of course, I would love, you know, better health care for less money and and steady paycheck and you know, all paid vacation, help. all those things. But at the same time, I have been spoiled by freedom of how I use my time. Mm. Most of the time, clearly, my Fridays are no longer mine because I made it a thing and it's no longer a thing. But um, the fact that I say that, you know, I used to, I had a client last year because he would be like, can you get on a call? And I'm like, anytime between two and six. And he'd be like, eventually he caught on and he said, so you don't, you don't, do you just work on client projects in the mornings? And I was like, yeah, I, sometimes I do, but also my morning time is my time. If I don't do my morning time, I like, cause two to six, I'm already, the world is already ready to distract you. So then the client call might as well distract me. Now it's a little different. I don't know. We lost all sense of time and structure. Like that was my structure then. My workout was at noon. If I got on a call with the client at 11, that would mean that I would miss out my workout. I'm not missing my workout. When I come back, I'm going to eat my lunch and then I'm all yours. And I stuck to it for the longest time. But now it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's all over the place. This whole like sense of time, it's lost. It's gone. <laughs> 
But that morning, I, I made that decision and it served me well. So if I want to hold on to the freedom of my time, so I accommodate. So that's a balance that you, you know, you take some, you give some. Absolutely. Um, so I think, so, so we're coming back to starting the day is an important routine, I guess, to keep some balance, huh? And you, you do your workouts typically in the morning. Well, these days it's like one-ish because my mornings are starting late because I'm up till two. But yeah, I don't, well, I used to do very early mornings when I actually had to be in an office in the mornings, like 7 a.m. workouts, which is for me unheard of that I would be willing to not only work out, but wake up at 6.30 to do that. It's like, I can't believe I did that. But I know that I'm, I'm, I'm useless after 5 p.m. It's happy hour. There's no, like, I, you're never going to make me go work out at five if I can have a glass of wine. So that's yes. really, I then also have had lunch. I've also had a full day. Like my mind is just, like all over the place. I used to like getting it out of the way in the morning. When I started working for myself, that changed a little because I have to make sure that I know what the day holds before I can go work out. You, when, when do you do your workouts? I typically do them in the morning as well, early in the morning, when, when I used to go to the gym, but now I just do a lot of walking. You feel good about that? Do you do stretches and stuff? I do stretches in the morning, uh, early in the morning, and then and then my walk to the train station is like about a seven or eight minute walk. I'll go upstairs because it's an elevated platform, then I walk. So I do a lot of walking everywhere. It's actually helped. When we get back, we'll continue our conversation. This is Gatsby Fridays. Hello and welcome back to Gatsby Fridays. Alex, if you're out of sync, how do you bring yourself back to center? Well, you know, we've talked about routine. We've talked about the things that kind of help us. Uh, Cooking seems to be a, a big one. Exercising seems to be a big one. But you brought up something that I think is important. Sometimes we, we as creatives totally get stuck in the process of the work and just trying to accomplish the work. Not only accomplishing the work, thinking about accomplishing the work. It never ends. So it never ends. So how do you get yourself back to center? It's hard because we're creatives. We're always on, you know? So I'm trying to think. The tortured artist. The tortured artist. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not that sensitively dramatic. Yes, I am. Of course but, we are. Uh, but I, it's hard. It's a process. That's, that's what I'm going to say. It's, it's a process to, ki- to constantly know what helps you and how to continue on that road. I mean, because we're always going to have roadblocks and we're always going to have creative blocks, uh, uh, obligations, societal obligations to go through. But we need to take time for ourselves. Society doesn't give you that. I mean, I think that's just life. And you, so one thing that I'm still, I see this a lot and I I struggle with it too, but things are going to happen. Yes. You can't change what's happening. You can, you can only control how you react to it. And knowing this still, I get lost sometimes and, and get super frazzled and from a panic state, I lose focus on the, and then I, I'm not as productive. It stresses me out and more and it's like a downward spiral from there. I just, I mean, but, and then I sit down and start working on that project. It doesn't come out because I'm so frazzled and it shocks the system to a point where even the work isn't getting done, even though I'm sitting down to do it. But guess what? 
I have the luxury of saying, I, we can't meet today. I need to focus on this. And I, I, it, takes, it takes a lot of conscious work to switch that state of mind. But I understand like everybody process things differently. Yeah. So this is how I'm like, I'm just staying put. So this ends sooner. <laughs> That's what I feel like, right? That I can control because like the more I stomp my feet about the fact that I can't get out, it's not going to change the fact that I shouldn't go out. But when it comes to some other things, because I'm like, oh, I just did not need this today, but it happened. I can just stomp my feet and hit my head against the walls. Or I can just say, okay, well, this happened too. Let's let's roll with it. And it's it's a lot easier to say it out loud and I struggle with it constantly. So I feel like if I'm going if I'm working on a project and it's just the energy is just not flowing in the right direction, you know, we have the luxury of getting up and moving, taking a walk. I I am able to just walk away from my desk for a few minutes, just walk around, kind of find my center again and come back and and, and rethink the project from a new angle. So that really, that helps a lot. What advice have you been given that works for you? I mean, I've been given a lot of therapy and wellness advice over the years. Mm-hmm. I used to keep a gratitude journal, which helps. It's just the pandemic really, really killed it because there's very little going on in your life. It's like, you know, con- the con- I mean, I can be grateful that my family is healthy every single day, but that's already given. Like, to, like th- I think that's what stopped, made me stop it eventually. Um, Maybe, maybe soon I'll bring it back again. I don't know. Okay. So that I was told, and I was told one by one person to start a gratitude journal, which is basically you write three things that you're grateful for each day. That they usually say at the end of the day, I'm, I'm useless at the end of the day, so I, I always do it the next morning for the day before, so then I have like time to like reflect. And then someone said that it's better when it's shared, so for the longest time that I shared it with friends, like oh, we would text each other three things that you're grateful for that day. And sometimes people stop doing it. I stop doing my even my own. So after that, like once it's it's in your practice, then you can just always do it for yourself too. But sharing that experience was when I first started doing it, it was very rewarding. Mm. Okay, there are three things that have been good. That you know, like it grounds you in a way. And oh. I, it sounds so profound, and it's not like this one day all of a sudden you're so much more grounded. It's just a very slow effect on you, but it's a nice. Touch. And I think that's one of the most rewarding things I've been told. Have you, these journals are physical journals? No, I mean, I just type in the computer. I have an Evernote. I wonder if it would be, if it would be an interesting exercise to date them and then look back at what you were grateful for at a particular day. Well, the downs that I've done for myself where it's on my notes, I, those are just in a note so I can find those. And do you ever go back to review them and say, oh, that, that was I interesting. I haven't. What I do sometimes is when I'm really troubled, especially in relationships, I actually write, like I journal, I start journaling. Again. Handwriting? No, like just write it out, like my thinking out. Okay. It, writing is a process. That's when I started hand lettering also. Mm. Um, but that, that eventually stopped. I, I just, when I'm writing certain things, I'm just faster when I type. I, I can't be like scribbling things down. Like I need to get the ideas out. So I, I do type. And I mean, I've had wellness advisors where they were like, well, can you just write it on paper? And I'm like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> if I write it on paper, then I have to take a picture of it to send it to you. Here it is. I emailed you to know. So like, you got it. So, and she would be like, okay, well, at least you did the homework. <laughs> I, I'll do the homework. I just need, I don't mind writing, like typing, but like last year, I needed a lot of reflection on this relationship I was in. So I wrote a lot of notes and it wasn't a letter to the other person. It was just me 
trying to organize my thoughts and where I am. And those I go back and read sometimes, like when there's been enough time passed. I still read some things that I wrote like 20 years ago and I'm like amazed at who is this? Who I, this is either like so weak and so in denial, like it's so transparent in your own words to be able to see your thoughts that way. But I mean, journaling is, is it, it helps. I don't do it all the time. I don't always have that much to say. It's usually when I'm like conflicted with some specific thing that I need to sort it out in my mind. Well, that's when it's most helpful. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, those types of writings, I think are the good advices that I received. I don't know. I think that's it. I, I mean, my therapist is a little bit more of a, you know. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, you know, cuckoo advice that I get too, which I appreciate and comes from a loving place for me to be better and feel better. But, you know, some of them you pick and choose. What's the best advice you've received? A drink more water. Oh, damn. Yes. You're like so straightforward. I know. I read, I, we all need to just drink more water. Yes. <laughs> you know, it helps. It just how, as, as trite as that may sound, it helps everything. It helps your skin. It helps. It helps your body. It helps your joints. Clear mind. It clears your mind. I mean, like it. Drink, drink. Stay hydrated, especially now when the air starts to get more drier in the winter. Um, I, I know that seems silly, but like I, I don't have any huge, profound advice. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, well, you do. You have your own little the rituals. So, but no, I think yeah, you're right with the water. Because I actually have to pay attention to it, be mindful of how little I drank that day and really force myself, like I really force myself to drink water. Yes. Our Gatsby cocktails don't help. <laughs> so. Just have water chasers, that's all. You can't see. <laughs> there you go, that's your advice. Water chasers. And now to our favorite part of this and every episode, our signature cocktail. Sarah, what do you have for us this week? Well, following up on the water intake <laughs> and healthy uh, imbibing, mm-hmm. I, um, we have a shrub recipe. I make a lot of these types of like fruit-based, um, tea-based concoctions at home because I feel like if I have that and if I don't keep the wine at home, I will drink the healthier version. This is something I found um, maybe like two years ago on a website. It is A shrub is basically a vinegar fruit-based cocktail. Uh, fruit cocktail alcohol free Um, you can always add your own this one is made with the frozen dragon fruit packs so it has this incredible bright neon pink color and it's super easy like there's a lot of recipes that cook it down like you know let it sit for a week and do a lot of things this one you just take two packs of the frozen pitaya dragon fruit packs put them in a jar let it start thawing um, you take a two piece in ginger, peel it and smash it and put it with a quarter cup of like, there's just enough water to cover it up and get that to boil and let it sit. So you're basically doing a little bit of like a ginger tea on the side. Okay. Um, and then you strain that over the frozen pitaya with quarter cup of apple cider vinegar and honey to taste. I said to one tablespoon honey in the recipe, but I, I don't like too sweet. So I, I usually use a little bit less. And you just like let it mix. You can let it marinate in room temperature a little bit. Um, that's about it. And you refrigerate it. And then to serve, this is almost like a concentrate. You fill your glass with ice. You add a good amount of the mixture that depends on how strong you want the flavor to be. And then you stir and top it sparkling water. And when you mix it up, it like because the concentrate lightens up, it becomes this like beautiful neon pink drink. 
Um, and that's it. And it's really good for you. Well, today, in, in, in the spirit of celebration, we did not go on the cleanse side of things. So we topped it with also a little bit of Prosecco. So it's, you know, like it's, it's a base. <laughs> it's, it's got all the antioxidants already in it. It's good for you. And it looks amazing. So I can't wait to see the video of you making this. Yes, I have some, I have some extras in our and that are going to come up in our stories throughout the week. Thank you for hanging with us. For a list of resources mentioned in this week's episode, hop onto our site, GatsbyFridays.com. You can find the dragon fruit shrub recipe on the website, GatsbyFridays.com. For show notes, or if you want to leave a comment, suggest show topics, get at us on our site. Don't forget to rate us, give us five stars, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to get in front of more ears and build our audience. Or if you're a Spotify person, make sure you follow Gatsby Fridays. Follow us on Instagram for exclusive content like Sarah making this week's drink on our Insta stories throughout the week. Stay with us on our next episode. We talk about passion projects. This This is is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Fridays.